I'm Whitney Walker, and this is the Women Waken Podcast, where I interview guests who are in the field of healing and spiritual work using their unique gifts of the divine feminine. We talk all about these amazing gifts that these particular guests have and how they're bringing them forth in the world. On this episode, I welcome my holistic and mystical friend, Isabel. Isabel is a holistic life coach, an Akashic record reader, a naturopath, and a spiritual guide. She's created a beautiful system through the business that she started that is based on the idea of flourishing and well-being in midlife for women. She created four pillars that explain how well-being can be achieved and what's of most importance at that time in our lives. We have a beautiful discussion and Isabel shares a lot with us about what are the Akashic Records, what is naturopathy, what is holistic life, and what is natural. So take a listen, enjoy, and here's my guest. Hi, Isabel. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Hi, Whitney. It's so nice to see you. Thank you so much for having me. What a treat it is for me to sit with you and your audience and chat a little bit about all this beautiful stuff and inspiring stuff. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It is a treat, a treat for me as well to have you on the show. Isabel, you and I connected at the beginning of this year. We had met last year at a uh, the Lightworkers Tea, sort yeah. of a spiritual women's mm-hmm. network and had been trying to connect for quite a while because I was on the road and you're yeah. in Canada. So there's a, bit of a time difference. And but we figured it out and had such a beautiful conversation and your work is so amazing. And we're just very attuned as far as our focus and a lot of our thoughts about the current times and what we're moving into and a lot of the energies happening. So I was so excited to have you as a guest. I am so delighted that we were able to come up with a time like this. And I really agree with you. When we met right away, I felt the connection and all these things that we have in common. And I think one of the things that we have most in common is our heart and our light. And I love that. It is so nice. As much fun as it is to discuss with someone that has opposite views as us because we learn to grow and all that it is so wonderful to sit and discuss and grow and chat with um, people and women and beautiful souls that have the same energy it's it's just a treat so again Mm -hmm. thank you yeah absolutely so Isabel uh you are in Canada right now and Mm -hmm. you run your own business from home your own spiritual-based holistic business. You are a holistic life coach, an Akashic record reader, a naturopath, and spiritual guide. I am. (laughs) I am. Awesome. Look at you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been doing this a while. I've been doing this a while. Yes. My clinic is now with Uh, my home. It it wasn't always like that. But when my son was younger, I decided to homeschool him. So I don't know if you knew that about me, but I did homeschool. Like I didn't even know what homeschooling was, but when he was born, I really learned about love 
and what we're ready to do for love. And so as he became older, I decided to homeschool. And I did that for many years. Then my my son's father and I went our different ways. So I went into a new home and I rebuilt everything because it was like a very dark and difficult time of my life. And my son did not want to change and he wanted to to really keep homeschooling. So I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to do that? So I did buy a new house. I did rebuild my clinic and I did continue to homeschool my son. And he continued to homeschool till he was in secondary two. So I think that would equal out, I'm not sure how it works in the States, but I think that would equal out to about grade 10. And then he was, he wanted to go to school. So he was accepted in a sports study, uh, advanced academic program. So that was really cool. And now he's graduating this year and my clinic, I still work. I've just reopen that because of everything that's been going on in the past two years it was temporarily closed because we had so many rules and sanctions and everything that we had to um, think about and do and process it was just really too much I felt it was too much for me so I temporarily shut it and brought everything online. So I was doing everything naturopathic and homeopathic and life coaching and et cetera online, but all the services were kind of put on the back burner. So this week I was like, okay, I'm done. So I, I went ahead and I reopened the clinic and I haven't had any clients come in yet. Cause I, I think I did that yesterday. Yeah, or maybe on the 22nd. I'm not sure, but I know I did that this week. And I'm really excited about growing that part of my life up again. It's going to feel wonderful. Beautiful. Well, sounds like an exciting period Mm -hmm. that you're entering into. Definitely, definitely. Yes, very excited because having the virtual conversations is absolutely wonderful because we get to connect even though we're we're far apart you are in this beautiful sunny place warm and sunny and i'm here in canada and it is so cold so snowy so virtual is wonderful and having the hands-on working in the clinic as well is uh just wonderful just wonderful. So I'm very happy that I I've chosen to reopen it up again. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And Isabel, do you think you could speak a bit to, it's fairly unique that you're in Canada. You're really, you're one of the only people I know there. What's, (laughs) what's it been like as much as you'd like to share You know, we all know there's, well, there's a lot going on as you probably are aware. We, we went through the, the two, 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 all the two portals. And right after that, this stuff in Canada is happening. We just had Russia invade Ukraine. So there's a lot going on in the world that we knew was coming. There's stuff that's coming up. The the U.S. Pluto's return is occurring, which is, you know, where we come up with all the underworld stuff. So there's that energy, but, uh, you know, Canada has been feeling it pretty powerfully. And as you said, we know Canada as this friendly, happy place. Yeah. 
And so it's a little different to what we've seen. So what has it been like for you being there as much as you'd like to, to share? Yeah, it has been definitely an awakening. So I'm sure you've heard the terms. Like I honestly thought I was super awake and seeing very clearly. And I obviously was able to take off another layer and see much more clearly. For sure, we've often been considered the Switzerland of this continent. And I definitely thought it was like that. And without going into too much details, it has been the scariest few days of my life. It has been, well, we had the the Emergency Act um, open up in Canada, which is the war measures. So, and, and Canada is known for being open. You're allowed to speak your mind. You're allowed to be. And um, there was a manifestation in our capital city. And it was very um, um, passive and friendly and loving. And without going into too many details, the government declared that we were going to have the the emergencies act on. So that pretty much gave them authority over everything, seize property, go into bank accounts, personal bank accounts, limit insurance on cars, on houses. And it became a very, very dark and scary time. That lasted 48 hours for unknown reasons, they decided to take that out. So it's kind of been up and down. So it's a little bit like living with a person that you don't ever know what's going to set them off. So it becomes Mm -hmm. crucial to really ground in, in the present moment, to really listen to our bodies and rest and really to take time out for deep breath, meditating, um, raising our vibration into the light to stay connected to that because it is incredibly easy to go down the dark rabbit holes. Like a lot of Canadians have never, ever experienced anything like this just because it's so such a, you know, a friendly, loving society and place and you know you're always welcome you're everybody is happy and you know when you want to express yourself you say excuse me before and excuse me after and thank you before and thank so you so polite so happy yeah. all right it's like our it's there's our happy clean well-adjusted friendly neighbors to the north is how we think yeah. of it. so it's been surprising yeah. for all of us Yet again, yeah. there's, there's so many shifts occurring that I, I think it's a time to expect the yeah. unexpected, I think is a yeah. good phrase of, of term here at this time everywhere. What I love, one of the things that I loved that I heard is Canada has never had to uh, fight for their freedom. It was always given to them. And um, now it is time to stand up for it. So personally, one of the transformations that I went through was like what I was saying. I thought that I was using my voice and stepping up, but I really wasn't. It has really taught so many of us, me 
me too, the importance of being real, being authentic, and standing up for what we want, what we think is right, and creating the life that we want to lead, creating our legacy, and just um, supporting what's important for us in our own life, and realizing how health, not just physical health, but emotional resistance and mindset health, how all of that is important. And if you did not have a spiritual practice, most people do now. (laughs) Most people do now. So, yeah. And I love that it ties into everything that I have done up to this point in my life. I just, I hadn't realized how guided, I guess, I had been throughout my life to really dive into these subjects. But I see now how helpful it was that I knew and had these tools and how I've been able to share and support other people around me, other groups, to just be able to align and feel better and feel hopeful. Mm, Yeah. Hope. Love that. (laughs) Yes, we always love hope. Wow. Well, you know, Isabel, you are going through something very remarkable and something, yeah, very scary. So thank you for sharing with us and kind of giving us an insight because it's, you know, also right now it's, it's, we're hearing a lot about a lot of things going on in a lot of different places and it's hard to really understand. And so getting that insight and staying connected is so important. So important. Thank you for for sharing that with us. Now you hit on a few things that I liked because from what you were saying, what I was getting is that sometimes it's these times where things are kind of coming up underneath there, there's things that are unknown and unpredictable. And that's when we will be sort of pushed out of our nest in terms of seeking out, okay, I, my day-to-day life is being disrupted. I'm seeking out I need more guidance. I need to forget, like if I'm going to show up to work at 9 a.m., I need to know that who am I as a being. And sometimes it's it's not until we have these tumultuous events that we really dig into our spirituality and say, well, who am I actually? And what matters to me? And what are my beliefs about life? Because it, as life as we know, it begins to sort of fall apart, which is what's kind of happening. You know, like the, the illusion and sort of the realm of, of life that we've come to know, our, our systems are breaking yes. down because they don't work for us. They don't serve us any longer. And as we know, it's the tr- the cycle of transformation, death and rebirth, you know, yeah. like Kali Ma, mm-hmm. the, the goddess Kali Ma, she breaks down systems so that the new thing may come through, but there, there's destruction in that, in loss. Yes. And, and that's what we're feeling all over because an era is coming to an end of the yes. way things have been. And people will be seeking spirituality more than ever because it's that's what's underneath the structures as structures fall. You recognize that the thing at the bottom, the root is your spirituality is your essence and beliefs yeah. about who you are, what your values are, what important, what's important and the true nature of life and yes. the true nature of you. So, yeah. and that's why I'm a big believer in having, you know, having this show where we speak to things that some people might brush off, but eventually they're soon. I think more people are going to say, well, wait a minute what are these people talking about? This is actually mm-hmm. kind of interesting and intriguing because these are concepts that I've never considered, but now seem more important as life is changing. And, and people are, it's scary. This type of yes. change is scary. When the nature of life as we know it changes, it, it's 
terrifying for most people. Yeah, absolutely. It's like having, you know, the, the, not just the rug, but the entire floor (laughs) pulled out from under us. And before anything else, we are energetic and light beings and we are put in these bodies. And when we are just doing our normal stuff, day-to-day stuff, we forget about all the energetic stuff. And we think about just the material and the physical stuff. Yes. Like in, in the work that I do, one of the pillars is physical health. So you need your body to support you through your life so you can bring your vision to life so you can create a legacy yes super important but we are so much more than that and sometimes we get kind of comfy in the spot we're at and we don't necessarily want to grow past that but when we're like you said pushed out of the nest literally two hands boom pushed out of the nest then we realize it's really important to kind of work our wings regularly. So when that happens, we can have a soft landing and know exactly where we want to go and not just like, boom, land on our heads. <laughs> yes, we prefer <laughs> not to do that. No, we're not to do that. So that that's a good segue into talking about some of the main components of your work, Isabel. And I love that, you know, you kind of start out with defining what is, what does natural mean and what does holistic mean? And I think Mm -hmm. those are great concepts to explore because those terms are thrown around so much when you get into anything, you know, sort of more naturopathic, homeopathic. And it's like, but wait a minute, what are we talking about here? When we talk about what is natural, what is holistic? What does it encompass? So I'd love to hear you kind of break that down for the audience to get, okay, so if I want a more holistic approach to health, what does that mean? If I want to have a more natural life, what does that mean? Okay, so let's break down those two words to start off with. I even have like, I even brought a little, a little diagram. So if it is just, if we're just keeping it as a podcast, then I will guide you through it so you can make a mental image of it. And should it become visual as well, you'll be able to see it. So first, let's talk about natural. Did you want to say something? No, but I was going to say, you're right. Yeah, this might be, this video will be offered on on YouTube. So, but for those listening, we'll we'll just describe what. Yes, Okay. exactly. Just to make it really simple. I'm very visual. So that should be pretty easy. And I think you're also a visual, right, Whitney? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about natural. So natural is, comes from nature, right? So It is turning yourself towards nature and using what is already there and accessible to really bring in well-being, not just health, but well-being. And it is understanding your body, understanding what it is communicating to you. So the body has language. And just like if I spoke French to you, if you know French, you'll you'll understand me perfectly. If you have not, you're going to be, what is she saying? But I'm still communicating. So the body acts the same way. So it is bringing the body, but also the mind, also spirit, also the emotions, and using what's there in nature just 
to bring it together to make it strong. So when we say nature, so let's say, Whitney, you came for a consultation because um, let's take something very common nowadays. So let's just say anxiety. Lots of people are struggling with anxiety. And yes, it gives, you know, emotional symptoms. It can give um, um, mindset symptoms. It can also give physical symptoms, right? So some people that struggle with anxiety will develop a rash or ulcers in their mouth, or sometimes they're going to lose their hair. It, so it, it really uh, can be physical as well. When we talk about nature, we're going to look at remedies that are offered to this person um, that are easily accessible, that have minimal side effects, and that are in their natural source. So I would be thinking about plants, I would be thinking about herbs, I would be thinking about um, vitamins, I would be thinking about minerals. And sometimes we'll want to take those vitamins, minerals, or specific components, right from the source. So that means instead of taking a tablet, um, we're going to find it in specific foods or we're going to, um, you know, extract it in a juice to go get those elements. To that, we're going to add some natural modalities that things that can be like uh, EFT or Reiki or the Akashic Realm, or something like that, we will create both of these things together. So it brings in an added support system, but at the same time, minimizes any uh, secondary effects. So when we talk about natural, we're talking about uh, items, we're talking about things, we're talking about modalities that are easy, easily accessible. Now, should I jump in right away to how it ties into holistic and what that means? Yes, yes, get into it. Okay. So holistic really means going beyond the symptoms. It means all of you. So if I take again this example where you come for a consultation, so let's say your, the reason you're coming to see me is because you have a rash on your skin. We don't know what it's caused by, and but in this example, I was saying anxiety. So we're not even there yet. But if I were to take you just on the symptom itself, right, right on the rash itself, then I would offer you remedies, remedies that have to do with a rash for your skin techniques just to make your skin better. But if I go the holistic route, I take all of you. And here's my cute little diagram. <laughs> okay, so there's another one right here, but you can't see it because it's white. So um, the, the diagram that I am sharing with you, it really comes from traditional Chinese medicine where we work with the five elements of nature. And this is super easy to find. You, you can just look it up, Google it up, 
and you'll find it. And um, um, just to make it easy for you, for those listeners that are here on the podcast, I'm just going to uh, kind of draw you a picture. So at the top, you would have a circle there that is fire. So that would be equal to noon, for example, on your, your clock. Around three o'clock, around two or three o'clock, you would have the earth element. Around five o'clock, you would have the metal element. Around uh, seven o'clock, you would have the water element. And up here, you would have the wood element. There are different ways of naming these things. Um, sometimes we use the gondular type uh, names for them. Sometimes um, we'll use just the gland types to name them. And um, they're all the same. So when you see a drawing like this with the five elements, that refers to tr uh, traditional Chinese medicine. And inside, you have arrows. And I'll explain to you the arrows. And this is like the very basis of how we work with traditional Chinese medicine and how I learn uh, naturopathy. So everything goes into these five elements in these five spaces. Every ailment, every type of person, every organ, every gland, every symptom, every plant, every vitamin, everything gets put in these elements, right? So if you tell me that you are uh, having, um, let's say, um, we were talking about skin, but let's get a little bit more specific just to make it easy for us. So let's say you're telling me that you have trouble with your liver, right? So liver, the liver itself would be in the wood element, right? But what you're describing, describing to me, the symptom that you're describing to me is in the wood element. So the symptom is here, but not the cause, right? Not the cause. So if I work on the symptom alone, that is like putting on a plaster on whatever the element is. But if I don't address the root cause, and this is where the term root cause comes from, if I don't address the root cause, then I might be able to heal that symptom, but it's just gonna go somewhere else and come out a different place. It's like using a different word. So if I use a word in French that you don't understand, I'm gonna think I'm gonna use a different word that makes a lot of sense so we can communicate. So if your body is trying to tell you something through your liver and you're not listening because you don't understand the language, and if you put on a plaster, it's just going to go, okay, okay, I understand that you're not getting what I'm saying, so let me get presented to you in another way. And then that's when another element at a different level comes through. But if we're able to go to the root 
because if we're able to look at the person in a holistic manner to go beyond the symptom, support whatever is happening in the symptoms. So like if, if something is burning, we don't let the person keep feeling that. We'll address it and we'll go work on the root cause as we support other levels mindset and spiritual guidance and emotional resistance and all that. So that's how the holistic and natural, as well as the four pillars tie in together. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. Completely. That was a big bite, eh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good bite. It's a delicious bite. It's a bite with all the different pieces all included in one big bite. No, that's beautiful. And because I think that that's such a part to me. That's what I think of when I think of holistic and naturopathic is it's taking the whole picture into account is it's actually looking at not that quick fix, but the actual essence and root of what's going on and what, what's actually sort of the epicenter of an issue so that we don't just kind of, like you said, put the plaster over it and have a, you know, a nice immediate relief, but then it comes right back. And, and it, you know, it's, you said when, if our liver is trying to tell us something, I, it is interesting to think that our body is trying to talk to us all of the time. Yes. And yet we have such a hard time listening to our body. You know, I, I, I do as well. I'm going through some significant health issues right now. And it's, it can be really challenging to not just think, I just want this to go away. What's the quickest thing I can do to be totally all better. But you have to realize that it's, you know, our body is acting on environmental factors, but also emotional factors are, you know, what we're putting in our bodies, what we're surrounding ourselves with energetics. There's so much involved. And so I'm actually having a very sort of humbling moment where I really just have to sit back a little and kind of surrender and say, okay, I need to listen to my body because in my 36 years, I have not always listened to my body and I've put my body through a lot. And so it's, it's a time where I'm having to take that more naturopathic path and say, okay, I have to do some of the more dive a little deeper, dig a little deeper to see what's really going on because maybe there are some bigger changes to be made than I realized. Yes. We are such amazing beings. Mm -hmm. And like we were discussing, I think before we actually got online, you and I were talking about how we are energy and we are light and we are put in these bodies. That's what being embodied means. We are more than just our bodies. And I love that you said that, Whitney. It is so important to treat the immediate so you can have relief right here and right now and go and just, you know, sit back. But when we sit back and have a breath, what we really want to do is really tune into those deeper, um, that deeper knowledge and that deeper understanding. And just like any new language, we need to practice it. And there are words that are going to come and we're going to be like, I never heard that word. (laughs) That is completely new. How come I didn't know this word? And then you need to look it up and you need to, you know, put it in a sentence and just play with it. So if it's a new symptom that your body is telling you and you've never had that. And honestly, um, I'm, I'm older than you, Whitney. So like going through 
changes, hormonal changes, there are issues that come up or that have come up, um, I would say in the last five years that I have never, ever had to deal with. But if we, you know, calmly uh, take care of the obvious right away. So a, a plaster can be a good thing if you have this beautiful little ointment and, you know, taking care of it and not just say, I'm going to do this and that's it. It's like, I'll take care of that and I will look deeper and find the root cause so I can address it. Because it could be right here, right now, physically. It could be right here, right now, energetically. Or it could be, you know, it could date back from when we were children. It could date back even before then. You know, when we examine our timeline, um, it's it, it can go back quite far. So sometimes there's some healing that we've brought into this lifetime that we need to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be hard to sift through and identify what is going on and how to address that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely encourage everyone. I, I find it's a little bit like cleaning your home. Right. So if you do a regular cleanup and it doesn't have to be your home, it can be your car, it can be your agenda, it can be the pictures on your phone, <laughs> you know, just anything. If you always keep your space, regardless if it's inner space or outer space clean, then it's easy. If something happens in that space, it'll take a little bit of time and attention but not like if you've never cleaned your space before. So if you've never cleaned your space before, it's time to start, right? You want to be empowered by that and say, I'm starting now. And if you have, then it's just knowing, okay, it's okay. It's just something new. I don't know what it is, but I am going to love myself through it. And I look beyond the surface, find the cause, and just say thank you to my body. Thank you so much, body, for telling me what I needed to know. And I will do what you're telling me to do and feel even better and stronger and wiser. So it's it's just a win-win yeah. scenario. Yeah, that's very encouraging. And so important, I think, for people to hear you know, I mean, we just never know when something, you know, we're used to our, our body is a system. It's, it has, it's an engine. It's, you know, it's a vehicle. It's so many things. And so we're used to being able to depend on it like a car, like, okay, it's going to be yeah. fine. Now I can go through my day. And so when it kind of breaks down in any way, it, it's very alarming, distressing and unexpected. Yeah. You want to think that it won't. And, you know, I just recently heard from a friend who got diagnosed with, with breast cancer and had to, and it, and, you know, she said, it, I thought I was a healthy person and it was just the last thing I expected. And yeah. I think that's the way we all feel is, wait, this can happen to me. I hear about yeah. this and, but this is actually happening to me. How do I, you know, how do I face this? And I think that using it, just like you said, is an opportunity to sort of 
grow your relationship with your body, grow your understanding and come out better for it and believe that. And I think that's the hardest part that I'm struggling with now is staying in a positivity mindset rather than a helpless mindset or distraught or hopeless mindset where you think, how am I going to, if this doesn't change, how will I deal with this? What will I do? Yes, definitely. They don't feel the same in the body. So if you're not just you, but anybody listening, and I do it too, you know, sometimes we kind of go down that, that darker path and it's okay because we're, we're human beings and we can use that darker path to give us contrast. Okay. I'm here on the darker path. This is not what I want for myself. These are not the thoughts that I want to keep. And from that, we can go somewhere else. If it it would never rain, how would we grow anything ever? How would we appreciate the warmth and the sun if there was never any clouds or, you know, storms outside? So it is, I don't believe that it is the question of never going down a dark path. I believe it's a question that when you're there, taking a moment to really praise yourself and love yourself and say, oh my goodness, I am so thankful that I have come down this path and saw the dark because now I know where I don't want to be, right? Creating contrast. Yes. And that mind shift, that little tiny mind shift can change everything. And I love what you spoke about the car, because some people take better care of their cars than they do their person. Oh, big time. So if you're, if you're going along and the car gets a flat, people don't keep rolling. They might just a little bit, but to pull over, they're going to call in some reinforcements and they're going to fix the problem. But when it comes to their body, they expect so much and it, the body offers so much. But if it breaks down, then it is important to um, pull over on the side, call in reinforcements and change what needs to be changed so that you can you know, feel empowered and strong in your body again. And a diagnosis like that can definitely uh, throw someone off. Um, And that's why I think I really love working with the four pillars. That is the other part that I work all the time. So it's exactly the same as we were saying. It's like the five elements. It's like holistic. It's the four pillars of well-being. Physical health is only one quarter of that whole. We also have emotional health and spiritual health and mindset health. So even if you get a a very disturbing diagnostic, you still have those other three pillars that can help you come back on track. If your emotions go to the dark side, you still have the other pillars that can pull you back. So for example, um, if a person wakes up, and I am not saying that there is no room if someone is struggling with depression or 
uh, anything like that. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, just feeling balance and then something happens and we're thrown off our game. I know here uh, in Canada, I got thrown off my game plenty in the last three weeks. I stepped into my physical pillar. I ran a lot <laughs> to help me um, find peace and serenity again. So I relied on that. I relied on my spiritual pillar to help bring back my emotional pillar to bring back balance to that one. So I definitely encourage you all to um, use the four pillars all the time, every day, and in every situation, um, because you are more than just your body and more than just your thoughts, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And that's why, you know, I, I reached out to you when I looked over the four pillars and I said, oh my gosh, Isabel, I'm so excited we get to talk about this because it just hit me so much because again, dealing with health issues recently, it's, you know, I used to more think of focus more on like mental and emotional and, and I would talk about physical, but to me, physical was about just, you know, moving your body. And now I'm thinking more about, Oh, what if your body's not operating right? What if you can't move it in the same way you have to actually dive deeper and you have to look at these other parts and see how is each part, you know, helping one another and how, what's the status of each of those pillars, you know? Yes. And so it's just, a, it's also a good reminder when you're not feeling great about yourself in a certain pillar to realize like, that's not all you are. No. And I would say that as, as human beings, we, we tend to focus maybe primarily on the physical, especially with how we're regarded and what's yes. most important. And yes. it's important to see why well, I'm also a mental being an emotional being and a spiritual being not just a physical being and that those we can always work on those and let those shine. And maybe some of our greatest assets and gifts are within those pillars. Mm -hmm. You know, we have gifts in every single one, but when we're feeling this detriment because maybe our physical health is compromised or our physical appearance is compromised, how do we learn to get to know those? Because I think a lot of people, again, when physicality is compromised, they feel like they've lost everything because they don't, they're not that connected with the other three pillars. They're not that attuned to them. They don't see the value or really even have any much knowledge of them. And so I think that if more people came to see themselves as this sort of four part being each of those, that it would be, there would be greater resilience and greater peace rather than feeling so distraught or helpless when something happens. Yeah. Well, we've seen so much of it already start to change with the divine feminine rising with the, what we're calling the, the awakening. People are just going, Hmm, I've never thought of that. And Sometimes, like I was saying before, the body doesn't usually come in with a big boom, this has happened. It usually comes in with just a little tap, 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 tap. And when the person doesn't listen, then they may use like two fingers or a couple fingers, tap, 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 tap. And if they're still not paying attention, listening, well, they might, you know, start to push a little bit strong. The body just wants to be heard because we need our body. This is our, this is this life's vehicle. So we need it to um, live and 
um, reach our goals and to bring our gifts to the world and to lead and live, um, um, give a legacy, you know, bring that legacy to, to the world when we pass into the next phase, <laughs> the next life. Um, we are given this body, so it's important. Just like, see it like you're driving your car and those lights come on. So if the lights come on, that's kind of the body tapping. If you put your hand over it or you take a post-it and you put it over the light so you don't see it, it doesn't make the body of the car go better. It just, It is just us not paying attention. It makes me think of when I got separated, I wasn't aware that we were separating. One day I thought everything was great. And then the next day we were separating in my, uh, with my son's father, I wasn't aware. So when I went to see my lawyer, she said, the laws here in, um, in, in Quebec are different from laws, other places. And if you're not married, and things are not in your name. They don't belong to you, even if you pay for them. And and I remember telling her, I didn't know. And she answered one of the roughest things I have ever heard in my life, but it has stuck to me all these years. Ignorance is not an excuse. <laughs> Can you imagine? I was like already beaten down and she says that to me, but I understand if if I choose now to put like a post-it on the dashboard of my car and I choose to ignore it, then it's my fault for ignoring it. The nice thing about that is if I choose to ignore it, I can choose to do something about it. I never give that power away again. So when she told me that, I did get a little bit upset. And then I said, you know, you're right. I, I, I was ignorant about that. I wasn't informed. I will never not be informed again. So I used that. I brought it back to me. So even if someone gets a very negative diagnostic, it's not the end. It's the beginning. It's the beginning. It's saying, never again will I be unknowledgeable or ignorant about my body, not knowing about my body. I'm taking my power back. So it's just kind of a different way of looking at it. Yeah. And it's always good to have a, a different perspective and a different view to change yes. our, our views. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you were saying before, that we have the other areas that are helpful as well. And I think there's more and more and more people that are growing the spiritual pillar of it all. And for sure, when I work with women, um, for sure, it is never just in one pillar. It just doesn't work that way. Women will come towards me for one pillar to start off with. But you can't stay just in one pillar because there's the cause, just like this 
drawing of the five pillars, there's arrows inside. You can't see them, but there's arrows pointing and there's arrows all around as well. They go this way and they also go this way. So they point um, to the cause, they point to a symptom, they, they point to um, other areas that will have a reaction. So um, maybe one of those pillars need to be grown a little bit. For sure, in our day and age, the spiritual pillar is, is growing. Definitely growing with the divine feminine rising, definitely growing. And, and we love that. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's the future, you know, it's where we're headed. Thank goodness, because we've gone so long without, yes, you know, without that spiritual rooting, that focus on a spiritual pillar. We ironically, yes. we've kind of made the spiritual part like, ah, oh, well, a lot of people are like, oh, that's, it means nothing. It's mystical. Yeah. It's, 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 yes, it's nothing. My belief is that it's everything. I mean, there's, yes. there's nothing without what we are as, as a spirit, as, as an essence, everything else is just kind of an illusion that we're creating for our spirit to have an experience. And that's just what it is. Um, it is. in my view, in my view, you know, I don't want to and I agree with that. view. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think that, but you know, I know when I work with clients, those who are not, don't really identify as spiritual, that it can least agree that everyone, their world is made up by their beliefs and their values and yes. their what's most important to them. And that's spirituality. Yes, that's spiritual. So let's let's just talk a little bit more about that spiritual. It's I find spirituality, we can call it spirituality, we can call it karma, we can call it light, we can call it the Akashics, we can call it all of that. And it's pretty much like air. It, you can't see it, but you can't live without it, right? So if we tie it with that particular pillar, spirituality can absolutely hold us up when uh, or if any of the three other pillars kind of take a hit. The spiritual pillar is like the metal rod in our embodied life. And there's a lot of uh, discussion about karma and what it is. And my belief on karma is karma equals akasha. So the energy all around us. And we really build our karma minute to minute to minute. So what I think, you know, what I believe will influence what I think. I know, I'm sure you've heard that before. What I believe will influence what I think. What I think will influence how I feel. How I feel will influence how I act. And so on and so forth. And um, how I act, how I think, how I feel influences the space. I'll call it space around me and in me. And I am gradually building my karma, for example, for tomorrow. So if today I'm resting, I'm listening to my intuition, I'm listening to my body's needs, I'm um, offering myself kindness and love, 
I'm feeding my body well. Most likely tomorrow when I get up, I'll feel pretty good. I might not feel great, but I'll feel pretty good. And so I'm kind of building my karma for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And invertly, if I do all the all sorts of yucky stuff today, chances are possible that when I get up tomorrow, I might feel pretty crappy. So if we just kind of stretch it out for lifetimes and different embodiments and different um, lifespans, it becomes karma. It also becomes what is known as the Akasha or the Akashic. So a lot of people with that word know the words Akashic records, but that is just one part, right? So Mm -hmm. just think of it of like saying banana. (laughs) When you buy a banana in a, a food mart, a banana is found in the fruit section of the uh, of the produce section in um, a shopping a food shopping mall. So the akashic records you'll find your records in the library in the space of the akasha, and the akasha is all around and inside of us. So it is. It's like the wind. You can't see it, but you can feel it, and it's all around you. And um, the Akasha is that energy. It is all-knowing, and it has all of our information, not just ours in this embodied life, but ours as a soul. And there are different parts of the Akasha. So I'm not going to get into that part because um, it, it, it can be really big. You know, you have your, your room and you have your temple and you have the, the other beings and you have cities and all that. But most people know of the Akashic records and more specifically your soul book, right? Which is comparable I don't want to minimize the Akashic records and say it's like a banana, but it's just to give the comparison. <laughs> I don't want to do that at all, but I just want to give the comparison. Bananas are important. <laughs> they are full of <laughs> potassium, right? <laughs> but it's just to say that it is one piece. So even, and my goal in saying all that, is even if you don't know about the word Akashic and everything that it comes to, you told me that spirituality is really important to you. So you already know about the Akashics. It's just where everything is in that big place that you don't know of yet. But you are, if you meditate, if you take time to sit and breathe, to center, to anchor, to um, create balance, to create love, um, to connect with your intuition, your higher being, then you already are working the Akashic energy 
and you're already connected to your higher being and probably your angels and guides in that space as well. So it's really not as complicated as some people might think. And we love to keep it simple. Yeah. Wow. So how do you utilize the Akashic records when you work with clients with their the Akashic records, what does that look like? And so the way that you just described it sounds that it's, it's, it almost sounds more like a soul. Like it's just the thing that's always with us encompassed. Like it's just this, um, energy or element that's with us, but I've always heard of Akashic records as being almost like a library you can visit. It is that's like, that has like the records of every, I heard it's like an emotional library like every single emotion you felt in every single lifetime as a soul that's all kind of encompassed in one place but I've never quite understand what the use of that is well I mean I guess because it, it helps you understand about this life like why you're working through certain things or why you have certain hang-ups can be explained from your records um but yeah I just and then but then you know sort of describing it as something that's like the air you breathe um does that mean that you're constantly accessing or connecting with it yes. is it constantly yes. influencing your day-to-day -day life and experience yes, hmm. yes. It, it means yes to everything that you just said so the akashic records is a book your book your soul book with lots and lots and lots of answers about this life other lives that is found in a library but the library is not just a place the library is within other places. So it's just, that's why I was using, which when I look at it, it might not have been a great example, but that's why I was using the example of one banana in a big supermarket where the Akashic records is one thing in a much bigger space. So yes, it is your energy. Some people call it prana. Some people call it chi. Yes, it is the energy around you. Some people call it energetic layers. It also connects with aura. Yes. Some people say, I'll meditate and I will have out-of-body experience. Yes. Again, some people will go and go to that the library to go into the soul book. There's other types of books as well. The soul book is your biggest book. So the Akashic records are found within this place. So to answer your question, when I work with a client, first, like before I came on with you today, I opened up the records for myself so you have your own records and you if you have a business you have your business records so today um i wanted to open up my business records right because my own personal records i opened them earlier on but i use them for personal healing and to download some information. So if I were, for example, to work with you and you had some specific questions, before I came online with you, I would definitely um, go in a space of meditation. So to open up your records, really simple. You just go in a place of meditation. And as soon as you feel that altered space, 
you're either in or you're getting into the space of the Akashics or the Akasha. Okay. Now, lots of people use that, but they just use different words, right? Mediums, channels, tarot, all of that. They still bring in that energy and all of it, it has value because we're all different. So all of it has value. So if I were to work with you, Whitney, and you had specific questions, I would open up my business records and I would connect with you. Um, this is all before we actually came on call together. Um, and then we would chat, we would go online together, we would chat, and I would bring you in a meditative state. I would get you to open up your records. And then we would ask questions. And I would interpret um, what was coming through. You would get direct information, but because if you don't have a lot of experience with, let's use that same word, that language, then there's some things that wouldn't be clear. So let me give you an example. You're, you're having a reading and then the person is giving you the information and then all of a sudden you go, oh, so that's why. That is you getting that download, receiving that download and getting that clarity and understanding that language. The other person giving you the reading is just kind of interpreting the rest of the information that you don't know or that you haven't learned yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's why it's, a, it's accessible to everyone. That's why sometimes you can wake up from a dream and go, oh my God, I, I understand that now. Mm. Aha moments, epiphanies, the light bulb going off. Those are downloads coming through. That's why we can experience paradigm shifts. That's why sometimes you're going to go to a space and you're like, mm, I feel wonderful, right? There's something that is connecting you just because we can't physically see it doesn't mean it's not there. We're first and foremost energy and light beings yeah. in the body. Yeah. Wow. What, what a concept. It's very multifaceted. I think the mm -hmm. idea of the Akashic records and very fascinating to consider. Yes. Um, I don't know if this is related, but I've had dreams where I felt like I was in a place that was so familiar and almost talking to someone or connecting with something. And all I know is that when I woke up, I felt like I left something that was, it was so close to me. It was something so, yeah, just so familiar. So such a strong connection, whether it be a person or a guide. And it was such a, a strange feeling to wake up and feel this disconnect from that or this loss or just kind of wonder what was that? What was I just, what was that just a dream or what it felt like an actual you know, yeah. experience of connection with something. And I wonder if that's related at all to, to that Absolutely. kind of energy, like your whole, if your whole library exists all the time, then it makes sense that sometimes you go in there and, you know, look into yeah. that book that you was once, you know, your experience, your current experience, and now feels like, oh, this is the only experience I know me in this lifetime is 
because that's how we feel on this planet in this life yeah. is this is all there is this just this one book and then it's over but sometimes yeah. I've, I've tapped into this sense and sometimes it makes me very emotional i woke up woken up crying when i felt like i was with something that it was like a faceless being. It was just an essence that it felt like, oh my gosh, I've never felt such a strong connection with something before. And then it was gone when I woke up. So two things on that. When that happens or when it will happen again, just stay in that beautiful state and ask questions. Just go for it. Ask questions. But you don't want to hold on to it like this. It's like trying to hold on to air. It, yeah. You know, if you desperately want to hold it it's just gone it's not because now your attention is not on the connection and on the energy it's on keeping right so i absolutely encourage you if that happens just to stay in that energy and ask questions take advantage of it just ask questions and listen don't judge there's no room for judgment there's and in the space of the Akasha, there is nothing but love. There's space and there's love. And within the Akasha, there is the book. And yes, there's a process to bring it forth. And yes, there are different places in the book to go see different things from this life, from um, reincarnated lives, from your soul. Um, so you get all the question the answers to your questions from that book but there is all the other space so what you're referring to was probably the rest of the space you were somewhere else connected and you can definitely ask to do that before you go to bed oh so it happens when you're sleeping and then it's like a muscle the more you practice the better you get you're going to um, be connected more and more. Do you want to hear a really weird story? Yes, I love weird stories. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> so I was taking an angel class and I have always felt a deep connection to spirit and guides and but not so much angels. I don't know why, but it was it was what it was. So anyways, I chose to take a class on angels and I was like fully enjoying this class and just, just kind of eating it all up. So I decided to go to bed um, for the night. And before I go to bed, I, I follow the instructions that I was given and I pray to the angels and I say, thank you for being here and manifesting and thank you for letting me see uh, your manifestation and so on and so forth. I go to sleep. I wake up in the middle of the night to go for a pee. And I come out of my room and on the corner of my eye, I see the stove clock flashing. Now, normally that's not a big thing, but my stove has been dead for two years. Two years. The only thing that would work was the stovetop. We have taken the stove apart. We had people come in and check it. And because of my eating habits, I didn't really need the stove anyways, but the, the, there were no breakers off. There was nothing burnt. We took the whole thing apart. We had people come in and try to fix it. The oven and that light hadn't worked for two years. Two years. 
I come out that, that night and the electricity didn't go off. Nothing happened. I come out and I see that flashing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that really weird feeling in my stomach. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So I run to the bathroom and I run back in my room. I close the door and I go under my sheets because I'm freaking out. <laughs> really, really early in the morning. I get up and I go wake my son up. And he's like, what, mom? My son is 60. So, you know, a teenager is like, yeah, whatever. And I pull him out of his room. And I go, look. And he's like, what am I looking at? What am I looking at? It's, it's, I don't see. And I go, no, look at the stove. And his jaw just drops. Wait, what? What? oh my God. And he backs up and he goes, how did that happen? And I tell him the story. <laughs> and he's like, he's freaking out. We go in the kitchen, we turn on the stove. The stove was working and the stove has been working ever since. Wow. Isn't that like the weird, like in my, in my small home, there's really nothing that was broken except that. And it just, it got my attention right away. And I have no clue what it could be because nothing else changed. No, I came down to see the breakers. No, nothing, nothing, nothing changed except that. So I'm like, okay, okay, I'm good. I believe in you, Angel. <laughs> good now I believe I believe sometimes things are so out of our um intellectual understanding that we don't have a choice but to just go with it that's why things like timeline therapy um EF not EFT but um the Akashic records and those kind of modalities that's why they work because we take the conscious level of the mind and because it's a game it doesn't put up resistance it just kind of steps out of the way so we have access to the subconscious and the unconscious mind and things can come up things can be healed and connections can be made and we can access those other realms that sometimes the conscious mind says that's not logical it can't can't be like that it can't happen like that you can't do that or you can't vibe this or you can't manifest this or you can't heal this that is the conscious mind that is there so when we the easiest way to push it is really when it becomes funny and a game and then it just kind of goes all right you're just being silly and so we can tap into other levels does that make sense yeah yeah Yep. That sometimes it's just when we're at our most, most natural state and not overthinking things that we access yeah. avenues okay. and channels that we can't always. Like when you wake up in the morning from a dream. Yep. Yeah. So Isabel, could you, you had mentioned something about doing a intuitive Akashic reading for the group and maybe sure. hard just seeing what you're picking up that you feel could be shared with listeners at this time? 
I would love to do that. So I have put two decks right beside me. Oh, you're all ready. Yay. Yeah, I was ready. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am, um, I'm going to go with the angel cards. Okay. Um, And let's do a three card reading for all of us present and all of those listening and all of those that are going to listen in the future or again in the future and we're going to do a three card a three card spread let's do that okay since the the records are already open and we're going to pull a first card on maybe what's in our way right now and what our heart is telling us and then how to heal that. Want to do that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So that and Okay. So when I do readings, even if they're oracle readings, I always open the cards because the cards are just um, just an extra. There is something physical I can see, but usually everything comes through before. When it's a group reading, I use the cards much more because there's different energies coming through. Um, okay. So, okay, so the first card that came through, and I love this, and it came in the upside down position. And even though this um, deck might not, I don't even know, I didn't look, might not use the upright or upside down, I do. So when it's upright, we're already in this energy. When it is upside down, it is energy that we want to align to. And the card that came through is really a little bit what is standing in our way when you hear this message, okay? And the card that came through is intuition and download. So let me show you. I don't know if you can see that. Can you see it? But it came in this way. So what is really standing? So whenever you hear this message, what is standing in the way right now of feeling the yumminess, feeling health, feeling wealth, feeling successful, feeling healthy, feeling vibrant, whatever it is for you, what is standing right now is not allowing intuition and downloads to come through, kind of being in your own way. So we're being called to open up to just allow right it's 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 nothing that we have to do it's just allowing removing that block having faith allowing it to come through this information that wants to come through is necessary and to bring healing to the heart okay also a card that came in the protective position so we want to align to this for our hearts to heal and grow. 
we're going to want to align to, let me show you that, Mother, Father, God. And the energy of that coming through. Okay, so um, I, I'm, I'm reading them individually like this, and then I'll just put them all together for it to make uh, even more sense of what we want to align to. And to heal from that, <laughs> to heal from that, I love this, another alignment card. So right now, the energy that is really around us is us going towards that energy, kind of like stepping into the shower, but then turning on the water to have the shower. It's not enough just to go in the shower. So this third card is the yes card, but it came in this way. It's okay though, because that means that we're getting ready to say, yes, I want it. Yes, I'm going to go beyond fear. Yes, I'm going to listen to my body. Yes, I'm going to accept it in. So everybody has a past. Let's take the past of our this lifetime. Everybody has a path. Everybody had good times and more difficult times. Everybody had different issues. At some point in our life, when we want to enjoy our life, we need to say yes to that, right? We need to say, okay, I'm ready to put that behind us. We want to be ready to let go of our old story to create a new one. So we can't, we can't um, be in two places at once and we can't have two masters. So we can either stay aligned to who we were or we can align to who we are or who we want to be. So if we want to align to who we want to be, instead of leaving that in the future, we can just bring that to here and now and say, for example, well, I want to be healthy. Okay, so how would I sit? How would I breathe? And how would I be if I was healthy? And we don't have to do that all day long. We can just start thinking about it. And then maybe we could do one minute and then maybe several one minutes during the day and just bring in that vibration. We can't stay connected to two masters at once. We cannot be in two places at once. So we're either staying connected to who we were and if it's not empowering us, maybe we want to just let it go. And then connect to who we want to be and bring it here, who we are. It's just because it hasn't physically manifested in our life. But if it is inside, it is there. And to be able to do that, we need to pull in that energy from Mother Earth. Pull in that energy. From Father Scott, bring it into the heart, create that energy. It's already there. Just bring it more, bring those energies in and allow the energy to come down. Allow these downloads, these new codes, allow these shifts to occur. 
it can be scary. We know that, you know, when we're learning something new, sometimes we go, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Because the leap from one side to the other is scary, right? Because somewhere between the two, we're not touching either side. So it can be scary. But if we listen to intuition, right? And we accept those downloads, it's already there. It will guide us to where we want to leap. And once we've leaped, it's no longer in the future. It's right here and right now. So this is energy that we are aligning to. It's kind of step A. And step B would be this, but the cards on the other side. I love this reading for us right now. Well, thank you so much, Isabel. That was a beautiful reading. It makes a lot of sense since uh, we just had the 2202-22. Yeah. Yeah, kind of moving into a totally new place. Yeah. Making that jump. Yeah. Crossing crossing over. But that that transition's never easy. No. No, no. But it does bring joy and hope. And hope is great. Heals so much. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Mm. That was really, really wonderful. And this whole conversation has been wonderful. So thank you so much, Isabel, for sharing your wisdom and your gifts with us and bringing some really amazing insights and information about the Akashics and naturopathy and naturalistic health and all those things. It's beautiful. And how can people find you if they want to learn more about you, if they want to work with you? Where's the best place to go? Okay. So, well, first of all, I want to say thank you to you and all the listeners because it has been wonderful to be with you and your magic because what you offer is amazing to give a voice and to so many and also to offer a space where so many can come in and find the resources and just fill their cup here. So thank you to you. Um, and to answer your other question, I'm like super easy to find. So <laughs> I'm really easy to find. Um, they can find me on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram and you can find me on my website. Absolutely. Um, on my website, if you go there, which is my name, Isabel Giroux, and you just need to add an N and a D, um, dot com. I can spell that. Yeah. How do you spell your last? How do you spell Giroux? That's very, that's French, right? It's very Canadian. It French. French. <laughs> very fancy. So it's Isabel with I S A B E L L E, double L E, Giroux, it's G, like George. I R O U X. And then you add N D um, as my title for uh, naturopathy.com. And on that site, you're going to see there's a free gift. So you can absolutely download that. It's there for you. If ever you choose um, to subscribe to my mailing list, I've pro I've presently have. Uh, a free meditation 
Mm. It's audio and video. So, um, and if you can't find it, just reach out to me and I'll let you know. And I also wanted to say that if anyone would like a reading, I would be more than happy to do that and offer that at 50% off. So I have just readjusted my prices, but bringing them down because it has been so difficult for so many people and people are looking towards inspiration and support and love and connection. So I just wanted to offer that. So I brought the price down to what feels a lot more comfortable in this day and time, but I'm still offering 50% off what is there. So if you saw my website last week, the prices have come down. So to any listeners, anytime, um, you can just reach out to me and let me know that you saw me with you, Whitney, beautiful Whitney, and it'll be more, it'll be my pleasure to offer any of the listeners um, a reading um, 50% off. What a generous gift. Thank you so much, Isabel. And all your links will be in the show notes so people can just jump straight to it if they okay. have access to that. Thank you so much for being on the show. This was so much fun. Thank you for sharing some personal insight of our, you know, I'm glad we got to kind of delve into our current situation mm-hmm. and, and then go more esoteric into the Akashic records. But what we're living in now is a part of the Akashic records. We're yes. in that, a moment that is very pivotal that the two, 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 and the yeah. US Pluto's return, all these things yeah. are, you know, when you talk about it, a powerful chapter. Yes. In that volume of books. Yes. Very healing. And, you know, if we just remember the reading that we had, it's just allowing that healing to happen. It's scary, but it's healing. So we just want to embrace it. And we're going to come out the other side so strong and empowered and shining. Yes, indeed. Shining bright. Shining bright. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Isabel. Such a beautiful talk again, and just so inspiring to think about, you know, so much to give us to think about, about the four pillars and about, you know, moving into a new time in our life and really embracing it and thinking of it as an opportunity to have greater understanding and greater flourishing. So thank you again, and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thank you, Whitney. Thank you everyone for listening. And I look forward to meeting you. Um, virtually or just through the energy (laughs) wonderful that wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guests thank you so much for listening to the women waken podcast if you enjoyed this episode please do share it with others and come back for more if anything you heard resonates leave a review or send me an email at whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website womenwaken.com Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.